Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Zion Ong, who is the founder of Western Australia's biggest and most successful digital marketing agencies. The company is called Alika, and Zion is an absolute beast when it comes to entrepreneurship scaling businesses, learning from some pretty massive mistakes when it comes to business. And uh, I'm just excited to have another Perthian, that's uh, someone from Perth, Western Australia, <laughs> on the podcast. So, Zion, welcome awesome, to man. the Addicted to Success Thanks, podcast. man. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's good to, good to be sitting by <laughs> your side. You know, for those that can't hear this, uh, sorry, see this on video, we mm. sit next to each other in a room here in Zion's uh, office. Mm. And uh, he's done really well. He's built this startup company. How many years has it been since uh, you birthed the idea yeah. of Alika to, to where it is today? So, since I birthed it, it's been, it's been 11 years, but we've traded for nine, for nine of those years. Right, right. So, tell me yeah. a little bit about the two years before you actually started trading. So, those, you know, I registered the company in 2006. We started trading hard in 2008. So, 2006 to 2008, we were, I was working full-time in my corporate job, which I hated. <laughs> um, and, you know, we were, we were trying to do little jobs here and there, just finding our feet, trying to work out what we really wanted to do. Uh, and then 2008, we, we got our first big contract. Beautiful. And the rest is history. Hey, so there's a couple of years of hustle there, right? Yeah. I mean, the hustle really was from 2008 to… 2013 you know the first five years of any business i think you're really hustling your butt off yeah uh, and that was me and my business partner yep that that's the unsexy uncool thing that everyone comes yeah. to you and goes what's the secret to success and you're like i'm gonna tell you it, it requires a lot of hard work and they go oh no nah, i'm out of here yeah pretty much <laughs> it, you know uh, i cr like i don't usually cry too much but business has actually made me physically cry <laughs> so it's definitely not sexy <laughs> this is sexy i believe i hope um but yeah not not the hard hard yards yeah, yeah i get that i totally get it but hey look it, it, it pays off so zion tell me mate what principle within business are you keeping constantly at the forefront of your mind that you believe has really helped you to achieve massive success i think overcoming fear and actually, as number one, and actually working at that because you can actually, I believe, you can actually work at overcoming fear right, tactically. Right, 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 right. And when you're not afraid of things and you don't care about what people think, what your mom thinks, what your friends think, what the business community thinks, you're a boss. You can do whatever you want, you know? Right. You can handle rejection. Right. And so, how do you set up the environment so you become fearless? So, I, I'm really big on uh, having mentors, whether they're, you know, personal mentors that I, you know, that I can see face-to-face -face or whether they're people like Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, all those guys. So, I love to learn off them. And when I learn off them, off my mentors, they, they do give me a sense of courage because I look at what they do and how they don't care what people think and it gives me courage, you know. Um, and obviously, the other thing which we can talk about later is, is my faith, my faith in God. That really gives me courage. Amazing, amazing stuff. I, I remember seeing an interview recently with, uh, I think Snoop Dogg was interviewing Mark Cuban. Oh. And Snoop was like, oh, you know, this person says this and this person says that about you. And, and he's like, so what? Yeah. Like, he, he didn't care. He's like, yeah. And he's like, it's just business as usual. He's like, it, what they think of me doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's a, like you're saying, you know, you implement that into your business, that way of thinking, that train of thought. And, and that really helps you to, 
to stay in your own lane. I think a lot of people don't have a vision for their company success yeah. or even for their own personal success. Yeah. So you, we have the staying in a place of uh, overcoming that fear, right? Now, what is another principle that you believe has really helped you to increase your finances within your business to be able to reinvest back in the business? So what have we done to increase like the profits in the business? The profits. Yeah, so a big thing was being all over the actual finance. <laughs> so right. when we, you know, the first, you know, six, seven years of the business, like we were just ma- generating sales, producing good products, managing staff, etc. But one thing that we, well, I didn't have a good handle on was understanding the metrics. And so we have had an account team who were terrific, right? But personally, as the business, the main business owner, me, myself and my business partner, we really needed to understand the metrics better. And we didn't. So, we thought we were making all this money. And then when we look at the profit, we were like, oh my gosh, it's quite low. (laughs) (laughs) And we made a conscious effort and it took us about six to eight months to get it right to actually understand the metrics, understand what we're looking at, understand what's good, what's bad, and then develop a system around analyzing our cash flow every single week. So, we look at it every single week. or yeah. Actually, we look at it nearly every day and then we meet up every week and then we have a board meeting every month and we're looking at financials. So, we're all over it now and that has changed the game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, second principle, understand your financials. Right, right. Yeah, there is this thing in the, uh, I guess, Silicon Valley or the tech world, startup world. Uh, you have a lot of these, uh, I guess early entrepreneurs that jump in and they they want the fancy office space with all the fancy things and uh meanwhile it's sucking their business dry and they end up with no profit margins yeah and and uh, like low low profits and it's all for the like to to keep up with the new innovative look uh what do you believe is the most important aspect of the business apart from obviously finances because you've got to make your sales yeah. right sales has to come in what's another yeah. important aspect i think enjoying the grind so i've i've had friends who who were successful entrepreneurs who tapped out quite early because they didn't enjoy the journey yeah. they were doing it for the wrong reasons they were doing it for material things or for ego so some of them were really really insecure uh I'm not a materialistic person. I drive a Toyota Camry. I'm not saying that everyone should do that. Like I do eventually want to upgrade, but I've got a 2010, 2008 Camry that I got secondhand from Pickles Auction, you know. <laughs> uh, like, you know, like the clothes that I wear, I, I get them on sale, uh, even though I think I look good. Um, I, I clip coupons. <laughs> thanks, thanks, brother. I clip coupons still. Um, and... You know, I live in an old house and I'm not saying that you got to do that. Like, I'm going to upgrade to a nice place. Like, I want a nice place for my family. Right. You know, I want private schools for the kids, but it doesn't drive me. It doesn't make me happy. I learned that at an early age. So, you know, what drives me is that I actually love the grind. I love uh, coming in, managing staff, doing the dirty work, working at night. Like, I, I enjoy it. Right. You're in your hustle. You're in your hustle. Yeah, I love the hustle. You love seeing your ideas turn into reality. Yeah. I love the execution. Not like the idea is good. I love the execution process more. Right, right. What would you say has been one of your biggest mistakes uh, within your business? Impulsive decision making, and and I find I don't know if I'm going against the grain of what people preach out there, but as I grow older, I realize that I don't want to make decisions that are going to take me backward too much because 
as I grow older, I have less time in this world. I have less time to waste and I want to use it for, for the glory of God, right? right? So, I want to be smarter, wiser and more efficient with my decisions. So, growing up, it was cool to make those mistakes um, but not anymore. So, in, in my 20s especially and even in the early 30s, I, you know, myself and my business partner were very impulsive. And, you know, my wife always tells me, she says, you're just impulsive. You just want to do, 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 do. And you don't often just sit back, strategize, think and ponder. And so, that has cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, literally and, you know, and metaphorically. Uh, sorry, not metaphorically. Literally and in opportunity costs. Like, I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars yes. because of impulsive decision making. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Hey, that's a common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make. It's funny. It's this paradox. It's like half the reason why they're there is because they are action takers. Yeah, and half yeah. is because they keep trying to build wings on the way down. Yeah. So you've got to find that fine line. Sometimes you do the dance. You go, okay, let's try and strategize on this one. Maybe this one feels pretty yeah. right through my wisdom and intuition experience yep. of doing this for many years. So you get wiser. You're more mature in the process. Now, you talked about your belief in God, right? And so I want to know because I think that this is a big question I hear a lot of uh, believers uh, really ask me and other entrepreneurs that I know are believers mm. ask them well how do you keep your faith within your business in a secular world without selling out on your your beliefs your your truth and your worldview so what do you do to implement the faith in your business to make sure that you're still aligned with God so <clears throat> principles are really important so I, I've grown up with a set of principles that are godly principles and such as. such as, you know, like such as caring. This sounds so corny, but actually trying because I don't always do it. I'm selfish by nature, right? Trying to actually give give a damn about people, right? right? Like trying to actually care, which is not always easy. I'm not, I don't think I'm a naturally caring person. So, for example, you know, like if I'm working with someone, it's very easy for me to be very clinical and just want the product. You know, just right. want them to just produce the something. Just yeah, and that's goal. me yeah. by nature. Yeah, that's type A, dude. That's, <laughs> type, that's type A. Just see the goal. Just see the goal. More excuses. Yeah, yeah. And again, my wife, who's been great, you know, marry, right, marry the right person for you. That's the other thing. <laughs> she, she says to me, like, you got, you got to look past what they're producing. And so, I try, you know, that's the principle. Like, try to have some compassion. Yeah. Uh, so, I try to, you know, take someone out for coffee. I try to talk to people about things that are deeper than just the work. I try to help people, you know, if they have a passion for something, maybe I'll, I'll try to help them in that passion. Just, yeah, so that's one principle. And giving as well. I'm not a natural giver again, um, but a principle for me and not for everyone, but for me is is tithing, right? Tithing my money, the 10% of my income, which is hard to do <laughs> in the natural. Yeah. Uh, so that's another principle. And I believe if I give to God, then he, he'll honor me in other ways, you know? Always be provided for. And yeah. also, when you think about this, uh, I, I believe that, that abundance is a practice. Yeah. You have to practice that abundance. You've got to give that, a, that yeah. away to know that there will be more to come. Uh, and yeah. I think that by the grace of God, you're skilled and you, you're talented in what you do, but you also have a mission while you're here. Because uh, I, I know I feel that way too, and I know that we, we resonate on that. Mm. What do you believe is your mission while you're here as a human being? Like, let's just put business aside. Yeah. To, to make, and I hope I don't turn people off by saying this, but to make God look good so that people will serve the God that I serve, who, who is Jesus? 
So that's my ultimate right. mission, right? Yep. Yep. And business, um, believe it or not, is, is a part of that, that mission. Right, right. Your perspective is a, is a little bit different to a lot of entrepreneurs. Have you ever experienced uh, conflict? Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Like, you know, like I don't, I don't go out partying. and I used to when I was younger, um, but I don't now. So, you know, a couple of times, you know, like Perth is a small community and, and we get a lot of people get a lot of business by networking, you know. Right. So sometimes I'll, someone will ask me, you know, a very successful lawyer might ask me, Hey, you want, let's go out for drinks. You know, let's get plastered together. I'll be like, oh, sorry, I'm, you know, I'm going to go home to the family tonight and got to wake up for church tomorrow. Blah, blah. And I've been scoffed at, you know. Uh, and it's just those little things, right? And you wonder, oh, what did, you know, what did did that person talk to someone else? Uh, um, is that person going to then going to going to then gossip about me to the the other business community as to why I'm such a goody goody? So little things like that. Um, so I do sometimes find it hard, but. Again, it's principles, you know. What are, what are my principles? Mm, nice, nice, nice. So, what would you say you would need to do as an entrepreneur? This is for the aspiring entrepreneurs. Uh, when it comes to sales, because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs get that they have to do sales. Uh, you know, I was told this for many years, like get a sales team and work on your sales and that, and I, and I just did it. I was trying to bypass mm. it. But what I found was uh, that as I built more certainty within myself and, and could clearly convey what I was offering, uh, more people said yes. Mm. My sales increased. What have you discovered in that process? Because there are a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this right now that want to learn how to increase their sale uh, skills and abilities. So what, what would be your advice? In terms of how to, how to improve this, their sales yeah, ability, sales. Uh, I think <laughs> apart from the self-development stuff apart from you know watching youtube videos and learning i think practice so when i first started when i first went full time into the business i i didn't have sales experience and i wasn't trained um but because i learned to overcome my fear at that point i, I picked up the phone first day of full-time employment in my business i started cold calling all the businesses in subiaco so one thing i did was i, I developed a list of all the um, complementary businesses uh, or businesses that would complement my business and try to partner up with them so that they would refer work to me. Right. And so I cold called all the businesses in Subiaco, right? And I made heaps of mistakes. Like sometimes I'd call up and I'd say the wrong thing and I'd sound really stupid. Um, but by doing, just doing, <laughs> I got better. I remember one time I cold called, uh, like there was this entertainment book. It, it's not the actual entertainment book. It was something like the entertainment book for, right, for like ladies. Coupon, coupon. Like a coupon. International Sorry, guys. It's it's like a coupon book, <laughs> and it was for ladies. So I actually went through the entire book and called up every business, um, wanting to to pitch to them a website or an e-commerce site. But I didn't. I wasn't trained because now we're trained that you've got to book the appointment, not the sale on the phone. You can't really book a sale on the phone when it comes to websites. So uh, so now I know that okay. I must book the appointment and then in, at the appointment, I can close the sale. Yes. Back then, I was trying to close on the phone and Perth people don't like that. So, I got rejected. It was about 200 businesses that I called up and I got rejected by every single one of them. But I only learned by doing. So, I think the first thing is to do and then obviously, YouTube, Addicted to Success, there's so many resources out there that are going to teach you how to sell. Uh, and we did hire a sales trainer and that helped me heaps. 
I paid five grand or whatever it was and it was great. Yeah. You know, she ripped me to shreds, you know. Like, <laughs> I, like I tried to sell to her and she ripped me to shreds and it was great. Amazing, amazing. So, she got you to pitch her and then she yeah. tore it apart. Yeah. Hey, that's the best way to tore it apart. to really uh, be if you could take kick my ego entrepreneurship right you have to be able to take constructive feedback you don't have to listen to everything but some things you may be unaware yeah. of right we think we know so much but then we when we get past that we realize <laughs> we don't really know much at all yeah it's true and it's it's a continuation of of this journey of of learning and uh yeah. practicing you know applying and then and then looking at the results and going is this what i want yeah. a little bit more here let's yeah. keep going right I love the process, man. I, I think that over yeah, time, cool. it's, I've had to practice like falling in love with the process. Uh, and we talked about this on your podcast. Mm. Real quick, what's the name of your podcast? Ask Alika. Ask Alika is A-S-K and then A-L-Y-K-A. Spot on. Okay, yeah. there you go. Ask Alika, guys, check it out. Uh, we're talking about this on your podcast. Of like, I think over time, you start to mature in it and you realize the things that you were chasing weren't really the fulfilling yeah. things. It's yeah. usually the things that happen along the way. It's the little like side yeah. paths that you yep. take and you go, oh, damn, I want yeah. this, but I didn't expect that. Yeah. And that's you grow in that too. You grow yeah. in it a lot. Yeah, it's true. And it's little things like, you know, people confide in you because they respect you so much. So, they confide in you and you're able to add into their lives. And then you realize, wow. This is really why I'm doing it for, not because I can buy a Lamborghini next year. So, you're right. You're spot on. <laughs> That's it. So, you have a board of advisors now. You said that you yeah. implemented a board of advisors a couple of years back to make sure that you weren't going too crazy yeah. uh, with your proactiveness because you're a type A. Type A on ready. Bang, bang. Typical. Let's do it. Typical type A. Right, right. So, they, they kind of pull the leash in a bit and, and, and give you some uh, some tighter room to move yeah. so that you really uh, action on the right thing. So, what have you learned from either one of your uh, board members or mm. mentors that has been so yeah. valuable for you as an entrepreneur? So, so one, one thing that I learned, I learned from one of my mentors who's a board advisor and I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk the same thing, which was have macro patience. So, be really hardworking in the micro and the day-to-day but have macro patience. So, for example… Um, we used to we always worked hard no matter what but whenever there was a problem or a fire because we just want to execute we try to fix it immediately and not kind of see like problem comes right we just think of a way to solve it then we solve it and then it comes up again do the same thing and we keep band-aid fixing these little thing these little fires so what gary and my board advisor was trying to say was you know sometimes with problems you've got to let them sit for a little while before you find the best solution to resolve it. So, you know, like I learned that, okay, if something's not working, say for example, we have created a commission scheme for our account managers so that they can so that they can upsell more to our clients and it's not quite working and they're not quite happy with it. Instead of just changing the scheme straight away, let it sit for another two to three months because y- you need to give things room before you jump in with a solution. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Instead of cutting it right out, yeah. you, you test it. And test you it. it. You ask for feedback. That's it. Yeah, you survey. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. So, that was huge for us because we were just knee-jerk, knee-jerk reacting to everything. Right, right. So, as a digital marketing agency and as Western Australia's biggest, most successful digital marketing agency, 
what do you see when you have clients come to you? What do you see as the uh, the biggest problem or the biggest mistake that uh, business owners that are trying to excel online with their business uh, are making right mm. now? So, a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things they don't understand the mathematics behind digital. So, digital marketing, whether it's SEO, Google AdWords, pay-per-click, whatever, you need to have two things. You need to have a couple of things. One of them is you need to be creative so you stand out from the crowd, right? You don't want banner ads, you need to be creative. Number two, you actually need to be mathematical so you know how and when and what to, to advertise, you know? So, I think business owners need to, to grasp um, they need to grasp both. They need to understand how important the creative is, how important it is to stand out and to ruffle feathers and also they need to understand the maths behind how it all works. They don't have to understand the granular detail. That's up to us but they need to understand it at a high level and then we can work with them better if they, if they do understand those things. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing like social content creation which you know a lot about, Joel. I think especially in Perth, people are fearful of putting their, themselves out there. That's the number one thing. That's everywhere in the world, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, yeah. true. A lot of people like coach, they're scared. They're, they're just scared. scared. And I get them to jump on Facebook Live. Yeah. And they are shaking in their boots. But once they do that first one, they realize, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. Or they say that was so, like, it was a mess, blah, 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 because they're so in their head. Yeah. And I always say to them, I say, you know what? Every time I jump on, even though I've jumped in front of cameras and hundreds of podcast interviews and TV and all sorts of things, mm. I still get that feeling before I get on. And it's because what I'm about to say is important. And I'm holding the energy of what is needed to come out. Yeah. And, and, and my job is to, while I'm sharing that, get good at managing how I'm going to release this energy to, to cause that's what it is. Sales, sales, information, inspiration is a transfer of emotion. Okay. Yeah. So I'm transferring my emotions. Like how do I best transfer this? And you're not going to be perfect all the time. And I think you got to mm. let go of the perfection. And the other thing that I do that's, that's worked so well for me is I call this, this is going in my book. It's called welcoming the warm up. Mm. knowing that there could be a 10-second frame, there could be a 30-second, one-minute, two-minute frame, sometimes maybe five minutes if I'm having a pretty rough day, I haven't had much sleep, need a, a coffee, need a glass of water, whatever. It may be a little bit clunky in the beginning, but I give myself that space to find my feet. And it doesn't have to be perfect. In, in yeah. the beginning, it'll find its feet and That's go into it. flow. And I think a lot of people uh, think that, that these – People that are out there in front of cameras are, are just tapping into flow straight from the start. Mm. And I know people that other people would say are in flow often and I talk with them and they say, no, I'm not really. They just let go of the idea of having to be yep. perfect. Yep. And it's not about them and how they're looking. It's about who they're speaking to. So true, man. And, and, and the other thing is, you know, just we all, I think human nature wants to be perfect. Like we always want the perfect product the perfect podcast you know like the perfect <laughs> bloody camera but you, you know once you get past the idea of everything having to be perfect i think you can get in the zone and you can be yourself and you, and you can deliver good stuff so i think people have just got to understand that's not going to be perfect right. in fact people prefer it if it's not that means it's more authentic so you know yeah we were on a DSLR camera before when you were interviewing me and it cut out and then uh, your assistant came in and was setting up uh, the phone camera to replace it. And I said to him, I said, you know what's interesting? I know some of my most popular and viral videos are all shot on an iPhone. Yeah. 
either selfie or sitting on a stand Crazy. or on a webcam or just hanging on a $70 webcam yeah, yeah. on a computer and they're like the top videos the top, that's yeah. all online. It doesn't so, matter. So yeah. It's more about the content. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, awesome stuff. So how can we reach out to you, Zion? Sweet, man. So look, you can get me on email, zion.ong at alika.com.au. You can check out my website, www.alika.com.au. And my podcast, which is if you go to iTunes and type in Ask Alika, A-S-K-A-L-Y-K-A, that's another way to get me. Beautiful. And that's all digital marketing talk, right? Like digital, marketing. digital marketing. Yeah. So, we talk about three things. Number one, business. Yep. Number two, uh, marketing. And number three, technology. So, those are my three passions, business, marketing, technology. So, we talk about those three things. And the tagline for the podcast is empowering your business life. Love that's what that. we're all about. Yeah, empowering your business life. I love it. So, Zion, thanks a million for jumping on, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Now, we're going to end this interview with this one last question. Bring it. It sounds like you've probably heard this question before, right? I don't know. I'm nervous. Oh, even better. So, this last question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, oh gosh, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Your parting advice. It would, it would something like, love God, love people. Love God, love people. Love Jesus, love people. That's it. Simple. You know? Staying spiritual, man. Staying, Staying spiritual, spiritual, man. Love it. Spiritual love beings. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I love, I love what you guys are doing. Addicted to success. It's awesome.